Blog Talk Radio.
Yes, indeed. You are checking out a show called Indie Review Radio, <laughs> and it's all relative. Everything's a relative. Called. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a show called Indie Review Radio, and your hosts are called See Truth and Rachel. And welcome to the show. Thank you guys for joining us today. Um, we are here every week, so for the first-time listeners, welcome, and be sure to come back and check us out again soon. That's right, that's right, that's right. So without further ado, before we go any further, of course, got to do the universal greetings to everybody checking us out right now, a man, a child, and so forth. So I say good morning, good afternoon, good night, buenas noches, buenos dias, konnichiwa, salam, namaste, assalamu alaikum, sakafase, sakafet, alafia, forever, good day, nehomam, bonjour, bonsoir, what up, son, what up, del, bon dia, alito, akashke, and yo, le seo, so ate, fawu, bona, suwa, bona, as well. Welcome, welcome, where you at, Ness, and what the business is. Were there any new greetings in there, see? Are those new? No, those are still the same. Nothing new. Oh, okay. They sounded new and refreshing today for some reason. Like, you know, I've never heard those before. Right. Well, I got a a good shot of ginger and and peppermint, you know, about Oh, is that what it is? Maybe maybe that's what it is. That will put a a spark in any greeting, ginger and peppermint. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, it's another week, another Indie Review Radio, and um, we're on a roll here. We want to thank everyone that's been tuning into the show and joining us in the chat room. You guys are awesome. Um, the numbers are going up and up and up. Oh, yeah. We like that. We love that. Yeah. And, and we're glad that we can create a platform for you to enjoy music from people that you wouldn't normally hear. Um, and films from people you wouldn't normally see and art from people that you, you know, just it's a platform for independence, and we are more than happy to bring it to you each and every week. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely, definitely. And we got another great one lined up for you, um, a dynamic yeah. guest, of course, Indy doing this thing. I mean, he's, he's done a lot of different uh, things in many different avenues and, and so forth, but uh, he's definitely blazed a uh, path for himself in, in what he does, you know, for the arts. Definitely, definitely on the arts, um, on the visual yeah. and on the literal tip, you know, as well. So looking forward to talking to our guest today. And if you want to find out who we're talking to, you just got to stay tuned for a little while longer. That's it. That's it. Stay tuned a little while longer. Oh, and I want to say a big shout-out to Dominga Martin and her Indiegogo campaign is well underway and it's going very well. And she wanted me to just give a big shout-out and thanks to everyone that supported the film thus far. So really exciting stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I'm um, looking forward to seeing something of that, that piece, you know, uh, definitely the finished product, but, you know, a little bit more um, teasers and sneak previews to, to what's going on Oh, they're on coming up. Yeah, she has some Twitter chats coming up and some videos and a bunch of other things. So, um, yeah, it's going to be good. And I like the way that she's doing this campaign because – most people don't do it this way. And, you know, most people do Indiegogo campaigns or Kickstarters. They don't have a host committee comprised of their friends and colleagues. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it just kind of throws that whole myth that we don't support each other out the window because we absolutely do support each other. And in honor of Women's History Month, um, she's making history. She is the first director and female that Monty Ross has worked with since Spike Lee. 
Wow. So I think that speaks volumes, yeah, about her craft and, you know, just the fact that he's willing to work with her and he sees something in her. So I can't wait for all of us to see it when this film is finished. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, sneaking in to the next project that you got going on as well. So. Yeah. <clears throat> and a shout-out to Lady Ginger, who's joining us in the chat room. And our guest, 4399, we don't know your name, but we appreciate you all the same. Thank you for joining us. Lady Ginger, just for those of you who don't know, she's the one who coined the phrase intellectual. So we thank yep. her for that because we are going to roll with that, Lady Ginger. We hope you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, no no royalties. <laughs> T-shirts, hats, stickers, all that. Everybody's an intellectual. <laughs> exactly, exactly, definitely. We'll we'll give her like you know some smoothies and teas and and right. stuff like that. You know, a swag bag. Sorrow. <laughs> we'll, we'll give her some sorrow. <laughs> One of her favorite drinks. <laughs> oh my goodness, my lady Ginger, that's our girl. Thank you for joining us every week. She's a trooper. Oh no doubt, no doubt. Definitely yeah. good people's. Definitely good people. True so, definition. True definition of the word intellectual. No doubt, definitely. So let's uh, roll on with some music, and uh, we'll get back to uh, talking about some things that's going on, and we'll be joined by our guest shortly as well. The number is 646-478-5123. You can email us, indiereviewcd at gmail.com, or tweet, review. that's R-E-V-U-E. We're going to do some Be Free right now, Brittany Freeman. This one is called Baby, right here on Indie Review. Stay tuned.
This indie review radio that right there was Lena with the fruits coming straight to you from Texas, the great 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 state of Texas. Call us up six four six four seven eight five one two three. Email us indie review cd at gmail dot com. It's myself, C Truth, and Rachel. We are here. Rachel, Ray Ray, hello. Oh, I'm sorry. I muted myself. I'm special like that sometimes. Um, 
see have you worried for a minute there. I was like, okay, what's going muted on? myself. Every once in a while, just remember once a day at least, mute yourself. It's a humbling experience. <laughs> so I okay. think we're ready for our guest. Yes, 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 indeed. <laughs> we, we do have Rachel with us. <laughs> All right. So now we have our guest with us who's done a lot of things, as I mentioned earlier, on the arts tip, you know, and that's covering a lot of different areas and a lot of different grounds. So it's not just one particular piece. It's just a lot of different areas when it comes to um, arts. And we have Mr. Danny Simmons joining us right now. How are you doing, sir? Morning. Well, afternoon, I guess. How are you all doing? Woohoo! <laughs> I got a large audience there, huh? Okay, all oh, yeah. for you, oh, all yeah. that. Yeah. It's all for you. It's all for I you. I hear that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So, of course, you you come from a, a lineage of of art for people, you know, uh, including your parents and of course your yep. brothers. Yep. You know, yep. Um, yep. which everyone knows is you know uh, Russell Simmons, who's done a lot of things on the media tip as a mogul and a businessman entrepreneur and your brother as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Reverend Run, as we know him now, of course, groundbreaking things with the group Run DMC and then moving on to do things in the business world as well as himself, you know. And yeah, of course, Run DMC is back too, from what I hear. They're getting ready to do another show. From what oh, you hear. Okay. <laughs> that's what Joey told me. He said, yo, man, we're getting ready to do another show. I said, okay. But he was on his way to Venezuela for something, and uh, we didn't talk that long. But he said he was going to put me down when he gets back. So I'd like to go see a new Run DMC show. Yeah, that would be awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. so we get, we, we're getting it from the source then. That's that's not a rumor. So if, no, that's right. what he said. Him, him and D have done two shows already. So, that's you awesome. Know, so they're going to do a third one. I'm not sure where it's at because, like, he was getting ready to get on a plane. But uh, he said when he gets back, he's going to talk to me and make sure I'm there. So I'm down with all of that. It's going to be strange seeing them without Jay, though. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. I mean, and I'm sure they'll do some sort of, you know, they'll do homage to him and everything. But oh, of course. Yeah, that, that's going to be uh, very um, eye-opening, think, you know, because the realization hits again. He's not here, you know. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So what's up, y'all? Well, listen, yeah. I just want to tell you, Danny, um, just really quickly, that your the, your share last week about your love, your first love story, uh, went through the roof. Like people loved <laughs> your story <laughs> about your first love. <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious, and it was. I think what people liked the most about it was the fact that, you know, you the, the position you were in as the man, that was the secret because so many women are used to being the secret. So, yeah. I, I mean, people loved it. It was absolutely hilarious. And thank you again for sharing that. <laughs> well, I was a freshman. I was just happy to be dating a senior. That's all. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, we're talking about art today, though. Where, where, where are we going to start with that? Like, you yes, said, there's a lot yes. of stuff, but I was trying to well, figure you know, out what I was going to talk about. Well, listen, I, why don't you start with how you, how, you know, how you became so intertwined with art, because you're just so submerged in it. What was, how were you introduced to it, and then how did you develop your relationship with it? Well, you know, I grew up, like like you said, I grew up in a household where there was a lot of art going on. Uh, my father wrote, and 
I'm not going to say forced us to listen to him, but it seemed like we were always listening to his poetry or something he just wrote and responding to it and what did you think, and which was the cool part because he'd ask us what we thought of it. You know, he wouldn't just put it on us and we'd discuss it. So it was that. My mother used to paint, and I used to watch her paint, and I still have one of her old paintings somewhere. So, I mean, we grew up in a household that was artistic and socially conscious. You know, my father was part of the civil rights movement, very much so, so we were involved in that. So things that were like, you know, that pushed us intellectually and, and, and creatively were there in our face all the time. So I guess that's how I got started, really, you know, uh, in the arts. But it, but really being an artist or, or doing art didn't come much later. I mean, I did art as a kid. I drew comic book figures. I, I drew this and I wrote little poems here and there. But as a career, uh, it didn't start until, like, my 30s, um, you know, because I was a social worker for a while. And then later wow. on, I, you know, Russell had started doing what he was doing, and Run was Run, and I was painting a little bit on the side. And it sort of pushed me that they were doing these things independently um, of of having to get up in the morning and go to work. And I just, I just said to myself, well, really, I, you know, I, I want to be an artist. I might as well take the leap of faith and do it. And I spoke with my mother about it. Uh, and she said, go ahead and let, be an artist. Nobody will let you starve. And so that was sort of like, you know, the family blessing, sort of. You know, and I didn't think I was going to starve anyway. I, I had a brownstone, a four-family brownstone that I was getting rent from that I lived in. So, I, you know, I was at least going to have a roof. I didn't know if I was going to eat. So I might have starved, but I, would have, I wouldn't have had rain on my head. Um, and, but I, I just I just quit my job and dove into it. And started, and I figured the best way to do that was to uh, convert the ground floor of my um, house into an art gallery that served the Bed-Stuy community that I lived in. So I started my first art gallery, and I gutted out the ground level, uh, the first two rooms of the ground level, and created my first uh, art gallery called the Sanctuary Gallery. And Russell paid for the reconstruction. Because uh, I told him what I was going to do, and he said, "Oh yeah, I hope you do that." And so, you know, we we and then we had a I had my first art gallery, and you know, there's more to the story than that because there were independent art shows that I put on. But that's basically how I got into quote unquote the art business. Wow! And we're talking to Danny Simmons, of course, uh, artist extraordinaire, um, expressionist, uh, among other things. What was that first day like for you? being just the artist, not working as anything else, and, like, your first showing in that gallery? What was, how, how did you feel? What, what was that like? You know, to have my own gallery felt important. I mean, not just for me, but it, the neighborhood didn't have any art galleries. Bed-Stuy didn't have any art galleries. And it felt important to me. It felt important for the artists because, like I called it the sanctuary gallery, where artists could come and talk and hang out. And it just felt like I was doing something more than just going through life, that I was helping to make a difference. And, I, you know, very much making a difference meant a lot to me. Like I said, my pops was in the civil rights movement, and as a youngster I was in the Black Panther Party and a number of uh, 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 revolutionary, quote-unquote, movements. So, you know, being a social worker 
was an extension of that, trying to help people. But I didn't feel like I was making a difference. You know, I was getting a guy to check on time or this, that, and the other, or, or this, that, and the other. But it didn't feel like making a difference. What felt like making a difference when I started this art gallery and people made a few sales and people got together and, you know, it, it, it made a difference to the community. The neighbors were like, oh, this is great that you started this. This is just what we needed around here. You know, it's sort of like, okay, I'm doing something that's meaningful. That's awesome. So, that's you know, awesome. I, I think that art is, I think it speaks um, volumes in, Hold you on know, for one second. Art. Did y'all hold on for one second? Nobody's here. Is that uh, Georgia? Some, someone's going. Hello? Did you just put it in? I'm on a call. Uh, I need a finisher. That is so hilarious. Annexed, 
And there we helped to launch the spoken word movement. We had in the early, early 90s, and not that it wasn't going on, but we brought together some of the greatest poets who later went on to be on Deaf Poetry. But we really had a show that 13,000 people came to over the course of a month. Because um, every weekend we had something different. We had art the first weekend, and the art stayed up. And then we had black film. Then the next mm. weekend we had poetry. And then we had black fashion, and it was one of the openings of Fat Farm, the first time, one of the first times they were out on a runway. So we were doing all kinds of stuff, and everybody was coming to this stuff. And, you know, we really helped to create a movement that really changed the way art of black people uh, were young black people, emerging artists, were viewed, you know, and we, I went on from there to create Rush Art Gallery, which launched the careers of, like, many of the major black artists that you see on the world stage today, Sanford Biggers, Wageshi mm. um, Mutu, Micheline Thomas, uh, Kende Wale, all came through Rush, and, you know, it was a gallery that was designed to give these artists a voice, and from there they went on to the studio museum, and now they're getting hundreds of thousands of dollars for their paintings. Amazing. And well, they should, and definitely. As well, they should, but without somebody like Rush or or the studio museum being there to highlight and push their work, it wouldn't have happened. Absolutely. We're talking to Danny Simmons right now, artist extraordinaire here on Indie Review. Call us six four six four seven eight five one two three. Email us indiereviewcd at gmail dot com. Tell us about the process that an artist has to go through because I don't think people are really familiar with that. Like from painting and you know completing your work to actually getting that out and you know having people like you help artists you know get that out to the masses and actually being paid for that. What's the process? The process is, you know, you, you have to decide really first that this is what you want to do. I mean, you know, you have to be dedicated to it. It's like anything that you're going to be successful in. You're really going to have to be dedicated to, you know, doing the work. And doing the work is a little different than just going to a job from 9 to 5. You have to show up to stuff, and you have to talk, and you have to pretty much promote yourself and the work that you're doing. I mean, it's it's, it's the clearest example of you got to be in it to win it that I that yeah. I that I've ever seen you have to be known to be part of the scene and you know it's it's not like being a part of a party scene but you have to show up and support other artists to have other people come out to support you and it's, the art world is very interconnected and you know those people you know will recommend you for shows and you recommend other artists for shows and you know in my case creating venues because along with promoting other artists, I was promoting myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to, to I got to the point where other people said, oh, I like his work too. And, you know, I, I started getting shows independently of by creating spaces where I put myself and other artists in. So, I mean, it, it, you really have to be part of this process. And you have to be able to take criticism. Yeah. And you have to be open to look at what other people are doing and and. Do a lot of self-examination. What am I saying? Am I saying it the right way? And be experimental to push boundaries. There are artists out here who've been doing the same thing for 14, 15, 20 years. Nobody, you know, they might sell a piece or two because it's safe, but their careers are stuck. You have to be able to 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 examine the work you're doing and see if it's relevant. See if it's telling a story that not only you want to hear, but that you want people to hear. You know, it's not about you know just reflecting on yourself. A lot of art is 
you know, a reflection of what's going on in society and making comments through your art right. about what's going on in society and through your vision. And so you have to really be able to understand politics. You have to understand social interactions. You have to really start to understand yourself to create great art. Wow. You know, and it's funny because, you know, when we talk about other genres of entertainment, whether it's movies or music, people are very can be very critical about other people's craft. I would imagine art is the same way, but it's different in that when you sit down to paint, it's really to your interpretation. So how do you decipher someone walking through the door? How do you say you're not ready, or how can you determine if this is, you know, the person's best work or not? You know, um, you know a lot of it's intuitive. When you walk in and, you know, you see somebody's work and you see it's going in a direction, but, you know, that they're not taking enough time with it, so it looks a little mm-hmm. sloppy, or it, 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 and you talk to them and their thoughts are not cohesive and, and complete about what they're doing, then you tell them to go back to the lab. And that you know, mm-hmm. and you always are, try to be encouraging. But you don't of want to course. discourage anybody from being creative. But you try to encourage them to push themselves a little harder. And you can tell when you look at anything and, and you know you have a feeling it's not complete. You know, you tell them. People are able to do more than they do. Uh, yeah. People mm-hmm. are able to push themselves further. You are an endless fountain of creativity once you open it. And so, you know, it's never the best you can do. It's, it's the best you've done up to that point. Right. And you need somebody to push you to do more and to do better. Precisely. And what, are the, what are the things that inspire you when you draw, like when you create, What you know, when you express? What are the things that, you know, where do you pull from? You know, I, I most of what I pull from, well, let's start here. I have about 2,000 art objects in my home. Mm. And that's no lie. African objects, comic books, um Mass sculptures, paintings. So I mean, I I have an endless creative vision. Anytime I walk around my house, that I'm looking at stuff that's always feeding me information subconsciously. So I have I have a lot of subconscious information. Also, I interact with a lot of artists. So I see what they're talking about. I see what they're doing, and I get cues from that. And I read a lot of art magazines. So. You know, you pick up stuff as you go along. You don't mimic anybody, but you can't help as a human being to pick up a movement that you might see, and you might add that to what you're doing and change what you're doing because you saw something that might incorporate well into how you're creating something. So there's there's always inspiration around me, and just also the interactions that you have with people talking to them. Somebody might say something. You might see a play. You might hear a poem. And, you know, and since I'm so immersed in the world of art in so many different places, you know, within the poetry world and and, and this, you, there's so much information that goes into your subconscious that will come out on the canvas. Right. Well, I understand Absolutely. that you're also an amazing poet and author. So, I mean, same thing. Do you draw from all, you know, you're inspired in the same place? Uh, yeah. The poetry is a little different for me because it's less, um, to me, it's, the poetry and writing is a little less spiritual and channeling and more intellectual. So I really spend more time thinking about what I'm saying instead of feeling what I'm saying. When I'm painting, I'm feeling it and interpreting through feelings and channeling. 
when I write, I'm, I'm really thinking about the thoughts. I'm putting words together. But, you know, my <clears> writing <throat> either goes in two ways uh, with the poetry. It's either social and political relating to and usually relating to the state of man or the state of black people. Uh, and so you really need to know your history and you need to know current events. Uh, and also, you know, my last book is a, is a book of love erotic poems. So mm-hmm. it, it, it was a very revealing book talking about how I felt. And you have to be sort of fearless, you know, to yeah. really put yourself out there. In order to be a great poet, you have to give something from yourself. You can't, like, stand in the background in your poetry. You right. know, um, <laughs> you have to really give something of yourself and be able to talk about yourself and, and, and get past that a tough layer of skin and let people see your vulnerabilities, how you feel, what you you think, because that's, in my opinion, what touches people. Not the words, Mm -hmm. but the feelings beneath the words. The words, anybody can put together some words, but when you read past the words and feel the poet, that's when you read a great poem. Mm. Absolutely, and that's that's what makes a great artist, what you said right there. Mm -hmm. You look at some of the most popular and some of the iconic that what makes them, and that's what people connect to, that what you just said right there. I got a question about your book, I Dream My People Were Calling, but I couldn't find my way home. Mm-hmm. Have you found your way home? No, I think that's a continual journey. You know, and, and home is a spiritual place. It's not, you know, it's not a physical place. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that as you continue to move through life, that your your relationship to the spirit of other people, the spirit of, uh, you know, of a higher power always deepens. And so you're always looking to increase your relationship to things spiritual. So, no, I haven't found my way home, but I, I feel like I'm on a good path. I know what direction it's in. You're on a great journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I feel and like. You know, and I find that when you once you acknowledge the fact, what you said is so priceless that home is a spiritual place. Most people will never ever come to that conclusion, and they're always looking for something outside of themselves. But I think that once you finally acknowledge that, then it holds you accountable. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, you you have to be accountable. You have to be who you say you are. And I think that's part of the spiritual journey, to to reconcile what you say you are and what you do. You know, like be a person of your word, be a person. Absolutely. And, and, and that means you have to think about what you say and do to make sure they're in alignment, you know, to make sure that you're the person that you say you are. And that's a journey, you know, yes, because so many <laughs> – that's a journey, you know, because people talk a lot of shit. <laughs> and yes, don't back they do. it up with – yeah, and don't really back it up with who they are. And that's when you come disappointed. You're never really disappointed with somebody who's being truthful and telling you the truth and yeah. telling you what's going on. You might not like their, what they say, but you're not disappointed. What disappoints you is somebody tells you one thing and then turns around and does another. That's what's right. disappointing in life. Yeah, and I think most people aren't even aware of how they show up. So you have there's so many layers that you have to go through to get to that point to get to exactly what you're talking about. But I think that when you say that the work around you speaks to you, I think people, it it just opens you up and it allows you to have that creativity. It allows you to have that dialogue, that spiritual dialogue, you know, because you're, you're just feeling what you feel. That's right. You're creating a And I think it's awesome that you have a platform for that, that you've created a platform for not just yourself, but other artists as well. Well, I think it's Absolutely. important that everybody has that sort of platform 
Uh, and that sort of platform transforms neighborhoods where people are able to have that sort of dialogue and be able to talk to each other about things like that, not just not the art. Once you start talking about the art, you start talking about the person, and people get to know each other. And, you know, that's what makes a neighborhood great when you have neighbors instead of just people who live down the block. Yeah. You know, you have people that you know you can talk to and count on. You know, and I think art brings people together in that way. Oh, yeah. Well, we have um, we have Andrea Davis, who is tuned into the show. Um, she wasn't able to get get on, but she wants. Um, she says that you are an, in, an incredibly generous, commitment and committed to the community, and a cultural genius. Oh God, <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> Just so you know, that's the word on the street. <laughs> So, what are what are some of the um, the avenues that you're you're doing right now to take either your art or or someone else's that you're helping to go to a, a, a bigger level, a new level, or a different area? You know, what I've been involved in over the last year, I would say, is uh, how to marry the needs of artists and arts organizations to politics. And in that way, I've been supporting and, and doing functions for politicians, local politicians, because that's as far as I want to go with this, uh, at the gallery mm-hmm. and making sure that the needs and, and the, the thoughts of artists are being heard. And so, you know, we're supporting Lori Cumbo here in Brooklyn for her bid for city council, and we're supporting Dish James here uh, in Brooklyn for public advocate of New York City. And we supported Hakeem Jeffries to take it to Washington. Uh, the needs of artists, because no one is really advocating out there what artists need about housing and 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 spaces to create. And nobody's talking about how arts organizations are losing money um, when they do these cuts. The arts are the first to get cut, so we need to really create a, a voting block of artists that are able to say, you know, this is what we need and we'll help you get elected if you respond to our need. Because nobody, you know, that's what politicians respond to. They right. respond to, to, to power. And yeah. artists in many of our communities here in Brooklyn are huge parts of those communities. And they need to be able to be heard and make sure their voices are heard when they start making decisions about dollars. You know, when they start saying, well, we got a million dollars, how do we cut it up? Somebody needs to say, well, we need to give like 10% of that to the arts. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. So I've, it really I've been is. involved in a lot like that. And, you know, just making sure that the right shows are at the galleries uh, that people respond to. We had a, recently had a, a tribute to Romare Bearden, and we have a lot of children's artwork there. The other day I was with Senator uh, um, John Sampson, and he's out of East New York, and we had kids from his district there in an art contest, and one of the kids won a... Um, a day with me in the arts, which means we're going to go to art galleries and museums and look at stuff and talk about art. And 
they also want a, a Nook or an iPad or one of those. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, you know, they get to do their do their online thing. But also, we get to go to, to art galleries and talk to talk to the gallery owners. And so that was one of the things that they wanted. So we just did that. So, you know, we're, we're just making sure that the community, the arts community, is connected to our children and to our politicians. So it's making those connections that's really um, what's been driving me lately. And also, I'm getting ready... Eric Adams is about to run for borough president because Marty Markowitz is is has is termed out. And Finally, so we're about to have a, a town hall for Eric Adams on the arts and let him hear also what some of the concerns in the borough of Brooklyn are from artists and arts organizations. So we're going to do that, and then I'm off to Barbados. Nice on bar, on on the dime of the. Caribbean Art Fair to talk about art and entrepreneurship. So I nice. leave week after next for five days. And the beauty of this is I talk for an hour and I get five days in Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> well, Come on. That, that's too fly. That is that's an artist lovely. perk. If I've ever heard mm-hmm. of an artist perk, that is an oh, artist perk. I heard that. Well, um, someone's asking... Uh, before we let you go, we'll ask you about additional info about the town hall. But I had a question. How do you feel that the uh, social media surge has affected art, or do you feel it has any effect on it? Oh, like, God, it's, it's had such a big, at least on me, uh, and other people. You know, the last four or five shows that I've curated, uh, I've found at least 25% to 50% of the artists online. I never mm. met them before. They're from all over the country, and I'll see yeah. something they posted, and then get in touch with them, and they'll get back to me, and I'll look at their work and say, "You're in a show." And <laughs> there's so many artists that I've met online that I wouldn't have had access to. Right. Um, so many people that I know. I mean, I'm on this radio station because of, of, of online. But, you know, yeah. we wouldn't have connected, and yeah. so you know. Um, these sort of things, I think social media is a huge, huge part of getting your work out there, getting people to know it, uh, let people know about your shows. You can create, you know, you put your show together and you, you, you put it out on Facebook or tweet it out and people hear about it and they come and they get to meet you and your work. I think it's the way people are going to promote everything in the future. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we certainly thank you for taking the time out to chat with us today and to share, you know, your story and and hopes to encourage other people to do the same, like to leave your job. I mean, everyone's not made that way. I'm one of those, no. though. I'm, I am. <laughs> I did it too. But everyone's not made that way because fear no. can we impact need people doing how you all kinds of life. jobs. Yeah. So, but we really do appreciate you taking the time out to um, chat with us. So regarding the things that are coming up, like the town hall meeting in particular for people that are listening from Brooklyn, um, how can they find more information out about you know, it? I'm going to put something out on Facebook. We, okay. I just had a conversation about that this morning. We've decided when I get, we're going to do it towards the end of March. Uh, we're looking at a space in Dumbo, and so we'll have more information in the next week or so. But, you know, I think the town hall meeting with Eric, uh, Eric Adams is going to be very important because I do believe he's going to be the next borough president of Brooklyn. And the borough mm-hmm. president has a lot to do. Look look at all the things Marty brought in. Barclays, uh, yeah. he's overseeing the downtown, the development of downtown Brooklyn. All of this stuff happened under Marty's watch. And, you know, he reshaped, in my opinion, 
along with, you know, private developers. But, it, you know, they had to go through Marty, how Brooklyn is and functions. So the next borough president is going to be extremely important to what goes forward in the future in this borough. So it's important to get involved in this race because this is the quicker, the fastest developing place in the United States. And we yeah, want yeah. to make sure that people are included, make sure that there's affordable housing. We want to make sure that there's the arts programs are being funded. We want to make sure that there's somebody that hears our voices that's going to be in Borough Hall. And so it's an important race. And we want to make sure that Lori Cumbo's on the on on, on 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 city council because that's a lot of the money that comes into the borough, and so there's going to be a, and Tish James is going to be the public advocate. These are Brooklyn people who understand what the needs of people are and the arts are in this borough. So it's in, these are important races coming up, and we need to make sure that our voices are heard loud. And so now more than ever, you know, I've never been interested in politics. Never. But I see, as when I became chairman of the New York State Arts Council, I see how politics influences what happens on the street, you know. And we need to make sure when it's being talked about in, where, where they got the money, that the money is being spent where we live. Definitely, definitely. And we want to thank you once again for being on the program and keep us abreast of what's going on so we can get the information out to our audience and everybody else that uh, connects with us, you know, as well, so we can get that support out there. You know, I appreciate your time and allowing me to talk what I've been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to open up my package in. and look at this new piece of art. I know you can't wait to get to it, but anytime you want to share, just give us a call or shoot me an email and we'll put it on the blog and we'll let people know what's going on. Beautiful. Y'all take care. Have a great show. You do the same. Have a good day. Peace. Yes, indeed. That was the great Danny Simmons right there. And I I could feel his excitement, like, from where I am. Like, he can't can't wait. Like, he's tearing off the package with his eyes. I know, right? He's just sitting there looking at it. But, you know, I think that he made some really valuable, valuable points, as well as um, Andrea, who's listening, who wasn't able to get onto the show. But, you know, just talking about the importance of cultural involvement to make children more well-rounded. Like, our kids are losing Mm -hmm. that for some reason. And it's important. I mean, we may not look at art as important, but that being able to create and express is vital. It's a life force. We have to be able to do that. Exactly. We're creative beings. We were made to create. So if that's stifled, then you're pretty much killing yourself. Right. And and when they took all those programs out of schools and and you know yeah. and now we're on the kids are playing computer games all day. It it stifles their ability to a create and b be open to the process of being creative. Right. You know. So yeah. his pro- programs yeah. like that are so so important. Absolutely, definitely, and this is Indie Review Radio for those who are you know tuning in right now, and you can call us six four six four seven eight five one two three. Email us indiereviewcd at gmail dot com. Tweet us as well. That's Indie Review R E V U E C True Freight Show, and uh, let's get some music. Yeah. Let's do um do ye so much love a tribute to Fela Kuti, who's another okay. one who's you know. Still creating, you know, even yeah. in the passing, like, you know, through his music that he left here. So, and that's inspired a whole host of other people. Yes, create. it has. Yes, it has. 
So stay tuned for more. And uh, here it is. Duye, so much love. We'll be back.
right there with Walk Away right here on Indie Review. See True from Rachel. Rachel, are you there? I am here. Okay. <clears throat> that was our um, uh, Indie 100 Artist of the Week. That's awesome. Right well, tell us about her. Miss Candace Monigo. Hold on, hold on. Before I tell you about her. <laughs> And that consists of those musicians who are in the fast lane, burning rubber towards stardom, um, creating and maneuvering their particular craft. And I just lost some power. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, I'm gonna have to get back to you as far as right um, with the details. But yeah, we always we always love the sound of the indie review, as um, Tamik refers to it as the baby dinosaur noise. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because we know you like speed, see. We know you like speed. Yes, 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 indeed. Oh, so Lady Ginger, the chairman says, "Ah, oh, baby dinosaurs." <laughs> <laughs> right, you know what, right, Lady Ginger? Right. That's what it is. Sometimes the baby dinosaurs. But our Indie 100 Artist of the Week is um, someone that Steve features every week, and it's always good stuff, new stuff, things that he stumbles upon, right, like in your search for great indie music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. and there's no shortage Definitely of that. that. Cool, no cool, shortage cool. of that. So I, I want to also give a big shout-out to the Brooke Brothers in Brooklyn. They have a studio down there, and, um, you know, it's really – you don't hear that very often how people are like, oh, we, you know, we opened up a studio because, unfortunately, people feel like there's no need for studios anymore, I think. But for people to make great music, it's still very necessary. And kudos to them for understanding the importance of that and providing it still for those that really want to go in and get it in. We'll have them um, come on and talk about just, you know, when building an entertainment company in today's times, what are some of the things that are missing? What are some of the things that are needed? And um, some of the battles that they've had, you know, making that work. Yes, yes, indeed. So are you with us, Steve? Yeah. Are you looking yeah, for I'm your here, information? So. <laughs> no, I, I, well, I can't pull up the information because. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. I had a little, little, little knockout right here. So Uh-oh, let me get reestablished. Yes, yes. Get real so you, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take the reins for a little bit. No, that's bit. fine. <clears throat> that's fine. I wanted to um thank Andrea for listening to the show because she's such a huge fan of Danny's and his work and um she was giving me sideline information <laughs> via um Facebook chat, so <clears throat> but about his book she mentioned the book and it's an, an erotic um story of poetry, which I can just imagine based on the story that he shared with us about his first love. <laughs> I can just imagine some of the things that he talked about in it. So we're going to put on the blog, too, where you can get his stuff. Um, let me see. The book is, oh, so he has the Little Black Book of Poetry and then the Three Days as the Crows Fly. And the Black Book of Poetry is the one that's erotic. So um, hold on just a second here. I think that's it. And then he mentioned another book too, so we'll have to look into that one. Yes. 
Yeah, we'll have to look into that one. So, yeah, and um, if you guys haven't already, please go and like the blog, IndieReviewCD.com. And um, if you've ever missed any of our shows, you can listen to every single show from the very first one on the blog. There's a player there, and you can just chop it up, listen to um to all of our shows and all of the fabulous guests we've had on the show. It's almost, it was two years just about. So, yeah, a little over that, yeah. Yeah, a little over two years. And um, some of the people we've had on here have been absolutely incredible. And um, it's, just an, it's just a testament that, you know, you don't have to come from a big machine to make good music. And um, the folks that we've had on the show, they're not even interested in being signed or, doing demos. They just want to go and perform, and they do that, and they make a living at it. So for those that are interested, you don't have to worry about getting shocked and all that other stuff. Just do you, you know. Um, we've had some great topics. One of the, one of my favorites was, should independent artists work? <laughs> that was a good one. Um, we had people talk about radio because a lot of indies want to lead with radio, and they spend all this money on radio, and they don't get what they, you know, expected. So then they want to regroup and put their project back together, but then they don't have a budget for what's needed. So, I mean, just a wealth of information on those shows. So if you get a chance to stop by IndieReviewCD.com or IndieReview4U.blogspot.com, you'll be able to listen to all those previous shows. And if you or anyone that you know is an indie artist or filmmaker or writer or poet or author or whatever, feel free to shoot us an email at IndieReviewCD at gmail.com. Um, and that's how we live in. That's how we live in. So we can play some music. Yeah, let's get to some tunes. We can tunes. play a little tune and... for you because that's what we do here. And um, I'm looking for something in particular because I know that our friend in the chat room has a favorite. And I'm going to find it for her. Lady Ginger, this is for you. This is your favorite song that we play on any review. Hold on. I'm finding it for you. Here we go. This is going out to Lady Ginger. Uh, you're listening to Any Review Radio, and you'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs>
overnight, so maybe you should just leave me alone. Just keep walking and stop talking and just let this thing go. Yes, it really was a pleasure to meet ya, and I wish I could continue to see ya, but that's not fair to you or me, cause you seem nice, but cause I might will end up with her feelings. And after telling you this, you should walk away, but instead, you smile and again you say,
Can you hear me, C? Hello? Okay. Well, C Truth, I think he's there. I'm not sure if he can hear me yes, or not. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay, there you are. So, as, so we're at the end of the show. I couldn't end the show without you. We would have had to last, make it go another whole hour. <laughs> but uh, really quickly, this is the time that we give you our daily slice, which is a small sliver of life's cake to take with you throughout the week. So our daily slice for this week is this. Give, but don't allow yourself to be used. Love, but don't allow your heart to be abused. Trust, but don't be naive. Listen to others, but don't lose your own voice. And that is our daily yeah. slice for week. That's some good stuff, right? Absolutely. I think a lot of us could um, learn to live by that. <laughs> it's a reminder yeah. to give, love, trust, and listen. So all of those things are very important. Um, just as you are important to us, so thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Indie Review Radio. And we will be here the same time next week, uh, same place. I think we're going to be in the same place, right, See, Are you moving anywhere? Well, definitely um, you guys can meet us here next week. And we're going to wrap the show with a song that we haven't played in a while, but it's always one of my favorites to end the show on because it reminds us of how blessed we are. So do you have any um, parting words before we go? Be sure to pick and choose your battles wisely so you may return another day to win the war. And I love that. And I love that. So you guys send you love and light as always. Have a fantastic week and peace out. Peace. This is the last take for the night. Understand it's kinda late. And I gotta get home to my son. So special to me, I mean, I gotta see him. I need to breathe him. That's my baby, don't call me crazy. I love the studio, but I love him more. Let me give you what I got, so. I woke up in the morning feeling fresh to death. I'm so blessed, yes, yes. I went to sleep stressed, woke up refreshed. I'm so blessed, yes, yes. Water in my face and everything is in its place. Peace of mind, even my grace. I'm so blessed. Yes, yes, yes. My grandma almost lived to see 92. I'm so blessed. Yes, 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 yes. My son was born healthy and beautiful. I'm so blessed. Yeah, yes. My mama's on my right side, daddy on my left. My son, father doing is absolute. I'm so blessed, blessed, blessed. Yeah, yeah.
John on that. 